Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. MJF's Pipe Bomb and What's Gonna Happen Now. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. No, this is not a Wednesday. I am here on a Friday with another person who proves that May 18th is the greatest day for birthdays. It is Denise Salcedo. How are you doing? What's up, dude? I'm glad to be here. Very excited to be here. Yes, we, we got a, quite a show to get into as it's been a very busy MJF-centric uh, week in professional wrestling. But uh, we do have to figure out, I see in the live chat, they're already talking about it. We have to figure out our team name because, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you I think we should just be like the Tauruses. The Tauruses, the May 18th, because we, we, we the share the same. The May 18ers. The May 18th. I like that one. We, Do you we're have like, any idea how many people I share my birthday with? How many? A lot. My grandpa. Really? We share the same birthday. My uh, fiance sister, we share the same birthday. My ex fifth grade boyfriend, we say, we share the same birthday. So I share the same birthday with a lot of people. <laughs> That's why I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I've been used to it my entire life. I, I only met one person ever, and that was the person I went to college with, and that was it. No, until it I met you. To me all the time. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's my birthday too," and I'm like, "Okay, well, I hate to say it, but I'm like the most special one on my birthday." No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, and then my little place. cousin, she's on May 19th. She was almost born on my birthday, but she ended up being born on May 19th. But no, it's so. Are you like super like, um, hard headed, stubborn? bougie like it's all about me sort of person think i'm always right yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly like that's <laughs> what they say about like tauruses that you're like a bull like you're like well obviously that's the sign right but yeah. you're essentially like this very like whatever you decide is right that's it there's no changing your mind unless you change it yourself but nobody is going to change your mind for you Exactly. That's that's what makes Tauruses Tauruses. So yes, we 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 share you love that food and luxury too. 
I love food, uh, luxury, uh, money, money, of course. Money is like, yeah, always about the money uh, with Tauruses. Good with math, too, because the Not money. Not me. Money. I didn't get that no? one. I didn't you get, didn't that, get that, that one? No, I didn't get that one. <laughs> they didn't give me that one. They were like, nah, screw you, girl. You're done. You can be dumb as hell when it comes to math. Do not ask me a math question. I will look so stupid. <laughs> like, Trust ridiculously me. stupid. We we are going to talk about money on this on this podcast, but we won't ask math questions. Don't worry. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I did see a couple of good ones. SPD. Uh, I came up with Denise P three. Oh, uh, I like that. that. It sounds like, like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Denise. No, what is it again? Denise P three or S Den Denise S P three. Denise P three. Hello, is Denise P three? Welcome to the show. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> the friday shows are always just like ridiculous like all the time because i'm on them <laughs> and i know you're known for uh your, your swear jar you 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 get you make mad mother very expensive with your swear jar and i've i have the honor of i think i'm one of the few people that have never cursed on a wrestle talk podcast unless it was a promo a promo that i'm re-inciting and I'm saying someone else's oh, words. Oh, like a quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a quote. I've never cursed on a WrestleTalk podcast. So I I'll love see it. If you you are uh, Mr. Clean. Clean. Clean boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> clean boy sounds really wrong, right? Like, oh, you're a clean boy. <laughs> what do you say someone that doesn't curse and is very polite? Polite boy? <laughs> I don't know. No, trust me. Poli I curse. Mr. Polite. <laughs> trust I don't me, know. I I curse. I'm just not here. I, I choose. I'm very selective. I choose my spots. Kind of like. See, that's good though. The second you stop doing that, it just comes out. It just comes out, and then there's no holding you back. Exactly. You you pull the bandaid off, and all the blood comes out. That's how it is with cursing. I agree. <laughs> But yes, we want to hear from all of you. Send in those ultra chats. We're going to read those at the end of this podcast, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. But we are here, Denise, to talk about some MJF. Like, you know, neither one of us has talked about MJF all week. So it's a great to talk about him, right? Uh, <laughs> he's had a very busy week since Saturday, last Saturday before Double or Nothing. I have the timeline here. MJF no-showed a meet and greet on Saturday night and wasn't picking up his phone for anyone and was spotted playing slots at the Mandalay Bay Casino. You were there in Las Vegas. Did you play Did you play the casinos at Mandalay Bay? I did. I did, actually. Yeah. I had a good time. I made some money and like, I don't know how to gamble. So I was just pressing the buttons. Like I kid you not. They didn't, it was like, not, I don't know. It was kind of confusing the machine that I was on. And I was like, so what's going on? Like, my winning was going on. And then like some big graphic came up on the little screen saying I was a big winner. And I was like, all right, where's the, where's the, like, it didn't tell me like a lot of the machines tell you like how much money you're making. This one didn't tell me. And I was like, okay, cash out. And then I just cashed out. And then I saw the money come out. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you hit the big time. That's what I like yeah. to hear. See? And Tauruses are lucky. We are pretty lucky. Yeah, but it all went downhill after that. I didn't get any more money. It was just like yeah. a one-time thing. And then I almost feel like the whole house saw me walking around. And they were like, oh, that girl, she smells new. Let's get her a win so she can get addicted to gambling. And it worked because I was there and I spent the rest of my money. And then afterwards, I ended up like going home because I didn't win any more money. But had I won more, I would have stayed there longer. And then I had a really embarrassing thing happen to me. 
Are you a gambler? Oh, Do you know much about gambling? I, I, I know a little bit. I, I, I gamble on like sports. I play like casinos. I always tell everybody. No, more like Atlantic City. I've never been to Las Vegas. So I'm okay. going to Atlantic City. And I always do this theory. You play you play uh 21 black. If you land on the first one, you can gamble the rest of the weekend. If you don't, don't gamble because it's bad luck. That's my theory. Okay, so I don't know anything about gambling. Like, I'm the person that's always afraid to develop an addiction. So I don't do anything. I'm like the Miss, I'm Mrs. Clean. Like, I don't do nothing, okay? Because my fear is like developing some sort of addiction and then like ruining my entire life, right? So <laughs> anyways, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go have fun, spend $20, this and that, right? And I had nothing else better to do. And then, so there's this table and it said free something blackjack, Okay. But it said free. So I felt so dumb because I went up to the girl and I was like, so I could play blackjack for free. And she looked at me and she had like her mask on. So I could barely make out what she was saying. But she was like, oh, like basically telling me that you cannot play for free. And I was like, what do you mean I can't play for free? It says free. I'm like, do I get like a free round of blackjack or what? Because this is where I'm sitting at. And she was like, no. Like, and she started explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, well. I'm going to leave now because it's not free. <laughs> they I didn't know what, I don't know what it means in gambling terms, but it ain't free. Well, there you have it. That's Denise's gambling story of free blackjack. Never believe the signs is what we're trying to tell you. Why did they have free blackjack if it wasn't free? What does that mean? I have no idea. I'm confused now. Like, this is going to bother me. On the chat, and I saw it in every hotel. It said free something blackjack. And I thought, oh, that's like the place where you get people that are like poor and could play. <laughs> if you it's don't not. have any money, if you don't have any money, just go into the, the free blackjack zone. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought, oh, they're very generous and they give you one round of like free blackjack. And then I thought maybe after the free round, you, you have to pay. And so then I left because I didn't know how to play the game. And she didn't seem like she wanted to explain it to me. Well, watch BTE. BTE, they play a lot of blackjack, but you can learn how to play that way. True. That's okay, I'll do that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Wrestling. Watch you out. But yes, <laughs> MJF, after playing the slots at the Mandalay Bay uh, Casino, it then emerged that a flight out of Las Vegas to Newark had been booked in MJF's name, reported by Fightful Select. MJF didn't board said flight, stayed in Las Vegas throughout Sunday before Double or Nothing AEW uh, took down and then put back up the previews for his matchup with Warlow, and there were still doubts that he would actually show up at the the show the match did happen mjf was destroyed by warlow and stretchered out uh with with the mask over his nose and his eyes which was hilarious visual uh <laughs> leading to speculation that he had been written out of aew either permanently or at least until the situation was resolved at the post uh, post show media scrum uh, Tony Khan did not answer any questions regarding MJF, gave no comment to everything. After the show, it emerged that MJF showed up at the last minute while the buy-in was on the air to be specific and left straight after the match and was, was finished. And they, uh, then we had PW Insider reported that MJF was not expected to be attending AEW show, shows for at least several weeks, possibly longer. Then MJF popped up. In LAX, the day before AEW Dynamite in Los Angeles, 
of course, Denise was also there as well. Uh, the day of Dynamite, it was reported that MJF had met with AEW management the day after Double or Nothing. AEW then officially announced he would be appearing on the show. And then we got the pipe bomb promo where MJF called Tony Khan a flippin' mark uh, and told him to fire him. It was one of the, uh, the best work shoot promos to a lot of people since uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb just 11 years ago. And and now we have all the fallout since then with, uh, you know, AEW has took down his face and his name from their roster page, took off all their all his merchandise from shop AEW. There's been backstage reactions. But first, Denise, you were there live. So you got to experience the whole thing, everything that happened during the commercial break when it went black. What was your reaction being there live for MJF's pipe bomb? I said this on a few shows and basically what it is, is that I feel like it was one of the craziest things I've ever experienced live. I don't recall there being anything that was like so crazy that I experienced in person. Uh, then that moment, I cannot explain to you how like on it uh, the crowd was. They were listening and hanging on to each and every single word that MJF said. And every single line, every single sentence that he said, it garnered a different reaction from the crowd. So you had one moment where the people were like massively booing MJF and like, F this guy, he's an asshole and this and that. And then the next moment it was like, yes. He is this, the man. Oh, my God. We love him. Blah, blah, blah. So it kept going back and forth to the point where it wasn't so much so that people were reacting to MJF now, you, the character. No, they were reacting to whatever it was that he was saying. And so people were really, really 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 invested in this and reacting to it and so the moment just felt very very grand and at those final moments when mjf is yelling like you effing mark to tony khan it was one of those things where everybody in the crowd was like holy like this is gone like you know above and beyond etc like I think everybody in that crowd was just like in utter shock. And afterwards, when they did the whole like commercial break thing and you had CM Punk limping out there and MJF just leaves through the crowd, everybody just kind of felt they had the oh, anything like the oh, crap, like anything can happen type of vibe. And so I think that was the cool part of it. Like the promo was cool. I think there was a lot of things that MJF said that you can argue are very valid, especially when he was talking about like the ex WWE guys. That was definitely something that uh, I think caught a lot of attention when he was talking about how like, hey, maybe if I would have been an ex WWE guy, I would have been treated better. I thought that was one of my big reactions where I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, like he's got a point. Honestly, yeah. he's legitimately got a point there. So I loved it. I love the entire promo. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I'm on the side where I did like it. And the reason I say that is because if I'm there, you know, we're there to be entertained, right? We're there to be sports entertained. And I cannot lie to you. I'm not going to try to be like, a smart fan or whatever the frick you want to call it. Uh, when I was there, I had a good time. And listening to MJF say all these things, uh, it got a reaction out of me, an honest-to-God reaction out of me. And so that's why I personally was a fan of it. But the whole thing, though, the big question is, like, and I've been asking this, like, what's the end game? What's the end game? That's something we really need to talk about because that's very important. That's going to either make or break this entire thing. It's what's the end game? What are we going to end up seeing happening? And um, 
the the other thing is that I still believe that when this all started, this was legit. I do think that this was turned into a work and, uh, you know, I guess good for the company that it turned into a work because the last thing you want to do is like lose face and basically look like you can't keep your talent under control, that sort yeah. of thing. So, uh, I still think that a lot of the stuff that happened prior was legitimate, but we'll see what happens. So my question for you is where do you think it became a work? That's the, that's the key to guess, all this. If I had to guess, I would say uh, the moment he showed up uh, to double or nothing or after double or after the match. So somewhere around there before. Yeah. Cause I think before, like regardless that whatever, like what happened on the match had to happen. Like that was the story that they were telling. That was, that was the story. So the squash to me should have happened with or without the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it made it made it the most interesting. It was already the best buildup going in to Double or Nothing, like a two plus year buildup for Wardlow versus MJF. But it got one of the biggest reactions of the show. MJF was the guy they were talking about going into the show, even though CM Punk became the AEW World Champion in the days after. He was the guy they're talking about after the show, and especially after this promo, they are talking about him. Um, it's He's all people are talking about no. Nobody's talking about anything else, anything else, nothing. Yeah, he's like, he's basically, I, I said this before on a couple of different shows and I say it here. Anytime he picks up the phone now, his his number that he's asking for, for his contract is going to go up now. Like he, he has just raised his name value and his star power throughout this whole thing. I do agree with you, though. I think like the first part, his frustrations with getting paid, especially with the reports from PW Torch saying that guys like Mark Henry and Christian and Malachi Black are all paid like four to five times more than him. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, like maybe CM Punk. Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, those guys should be paid on the same level or more than MJF. But not the other ones that you named. <laughs> not the other guys. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I was just stunned by that report. And of course- the, I mean, if we kind of knew it, right? Yeah. Like we knew it. We knew that going out. Like we knew that already. It's just that it wasn't in our faces. Now it's in our faces, but we already knew that. And it's like, damn, like- stop and think about it it's kind of up. yeah that's i think that's why he got that change of reaction throughout that promo where he got more real talking about the ex wwe guys though anytime he said the word wwe that la crowd went crazy like it was just like we've had references to wwe in aew before but not a lot of people had openly said the names and the word and the, the, the those letters together and the delivery that he had was just fantastic uh i think it was like parts 2011 cm punk parts 1996 brian pillman in a lot of different ways and i do agree with you i think the frustration was real him no showing probably just feeling like getting in his own like feelings about like how he's been paid i think him no showing was real and i think after that that's when it became a work the way they were just like man you're getting all this buzz uh, but my question for you now is, do you where do you think him and Tony are at? Do you think there's kind of like a handshake agreement? Maybe he's getting a raise or there's like in writing. What do you think they're at behind the scenes? Because that's the most interesting part. And I don't want to know. I just want to speculate about it for the next year and year and a half because I don't want to know. I don't want any reports on if he signed a new deal, if they have a handshake agreement. But what do you think? If I had to guess, 
just a guess. I would say they have an understanding. That's the way I see it. I feel like they might just have like a mutual understanding of, okay, let's just run with it. Like this whole thing got started. Now let's make it into something. In terms of the money, it's hard to speculate. I can't even speculate on that. I feel like that's a whole different. No, I can't even speculate on that. I, I totally understand, and I don't want to either. Um, <laughs> but we got to talk about, you know, talking about when it was at work, when it wasn't. Uh, Fightful released a report yesterday where they talked about the backstage reaction to all of this, saying that Fightful spoke to countless AEW talent about MJF's situation in the company, with most of the talent ranging from uh, it's always been a work on MJF's side to, well, it's definitely a work now. Uh, one talent told Fightful that if they found out the situation had been a work any further than this weekend, they'd be particularly frustrated for many reasons. One was that talent had talked to both MJF and Tony Khan in confidence in an effort to learn more about perceived issues, which by all accounts were real issues. And Tony Khan had indicated to numerous talent over the years and indicated that working talent isn't something they should expect there. Also, there were talent at MJF scheduled meet and greet who ended up having to stay and do extra work in order to make up to uh, for the MJF no-show who were included in of a potential work. And also this kind of falls in line with what uh, Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter is that, you know, working talent in this way is very reminiscent to WCW. And we've all heard the comparisons to WCW and AEW. And Tony Khan has said he's known, known about all the mistakes WCW made. But when you look at the promo itself, Dave also mentioned that he's kind of like, you know, AEW has always had this vibe that they are the cool promotion. But with MJF and his delivery of this promo, he's kind of made them uncool for how they have brought in all this ex WWE talent and are paying them more than the originals like him. Where do you where do you stand as far as did MJF's promo kind of cross over into making AEW seem uncool because of their treatment of ex WWE? Guys? I would say more so. It kind of made them look a little bit like that's why I kept saying like, what's the end game in this? Because for the everything like leading up until this like pipe bomb promo. MJF hasn't been looking so great. <clears throat> and I was talking with fans at the GCW show. And I remember like everybody was just when the reports came out about uh, him not showing up to the meet and greet. And we still didn't know at this time if he was going to show up to double or nothing. People were frustrated. Nobody was saying anything good about MJF. Everybody was just like, damn, like this is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Poor Wardlow, blah, blah, blah. And nobody would like MJF wasn't getting over with anybody at that point point still like people were just kind of thinking like oh that's pretty messed up you know yeah. and then uh with AEW they also looked bad because it's you're, you're thinking oh you can't control your talent right and then now it's it, I would say now that it's turned into a work the, the the whole question about you know whether or not they were working the talent that also kind of to me makes the company look bad because you don't want to work the talent you know they're they're talent you don't want to do that and so i feel like there are a lot of aspects of this that do make you put in question some of the stuff for aw and also mjf and so i do agree with some portions of this of those statements and i've had a lot of people that you know when they were expressing to me why they didn't like this uh part of those reasons included that and so uh, I feel like it just it, it depends on what kind of person you are and how you're going to see this and how you're going to react to it. You're either going to love this and be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, or you're going to hate it and be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. 
yeah very much so like it's it's kind of a polarizing thing where it kind of going to get split down the middle of the people that really enjoy it or the people that see the issues with this <laughs> one of my issues with it i'm i'm one of the people i will say i'm on the side of i really enjoyed this pipe bomb promo and i really enjoy the fact that they've taken this real story and made it a work but i do see the other thing that uh dave said on wrestling observer radio Warlow had his big moment at Double or Nothing. Like I said, Warlow was one of the MVPs of the whole entire show because of how he came across paying off a two-year-plus angle. But then we get to Wednesday. MJF doesn't really sell what happened on the pay-per-view. You know, he he's says pretty he's pretty much a, looking healthy for the most part. Yeah, he said he's in a lot of pain, but he didn't really show that. He's coming out of this looking like the hottest star in all of professional wrestling. And Warlow is back doing the squash match. And now he's feuding with Smart Mark Sterling. It's and like, nobody cares. Let's be real. The follow-up to Warlow has not been great. No, you would think that Warlow, especially because I, I saw the ranking, he was ranked number one on his first official, you know, time as a contracted guy. He's ranked number one, but then he's still in the squash match. We don't know a real direction for him. He's feuding with a lawyer now, and MJF is the guy that comes out of this looking like the bigger star. So does this whole angle with MJF, yes, it's exciting for wrestling fans, but does it really hurt Warlow in the long run, in your opinion? I don't know about the long run yet, but I do think that there's no reason why he shouldn't have been. Well, I mean, I get the reasons. Okay. I get the reasons, but I feel like you should have made, they should have made some changes to uh, have Wardlow included either in the TNT title picture or yeah. hell, maybe even have him like, even if they would have just done like a simple, like him and CM Punk, like a stare off or something. I don't know. Anything like that. It would have just kind of felt like, okay. Here we go. Like, this is the next part. Because when is Wardlow going to be this hot ever again? We don't know. This was the hottest he ever got. And so, and it's hard to say when it's going to happen again. And so you want to go ahead and like, you know, captivate from that. You want to you want to you go ahead and, you know, use that opportunity to actually make something of Wardlow, you know, build a new star out of this. And so it did like when they announced that it was going to be Wardlow and JD Drake, I thought, Oh, like, that's it. Like, that's kind yeah. of lame, you know, like, I thought it was very, very lame. And then when he came out and had, you know, this, you know, the squash match and, and did the uh, powerbomb symphony, I was like, okay, cool. Nice applause, applause. But it was nothing like, oh, my God. And then when they had the whole thing with, uh, with Mark, with Mark Sterling, uh, it, it, it was this cute, like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. Ha ha. But it wasn't anything. OMG about what the hell we saw, you know, like it wasn't anything special. Yeah. And then afterwards he just walked away. And I just remember thinking like, that's it for Wardlow. That's it. That, that was, the, it left you just feeling like that. It didn't let you feel like, Oh, shit, that was cool. It was just more of that's it. All right. Well, peace. I'll root for you next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I hope that he's on the, you know, rampage tonight, at least like have Scorpio beat Dante Martin. And then Warlow comes out. Cause he never really got his real shot at the TNT championship that he earned when he won the face of the revolution because MJF cost true, him. Yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, just going back to that, at least give him something where he can get that TNT title and save it from what's go what's been going on. I like Scorpio as the Me too. and you know you're from la i'm a los angeles lakers fan i love genie i love the new tnt championship and i would love to see it for a little bit longer but warlow needs something to kind of sink exactly. his teeth into. he would benefit a little bit more from it than scorpio sky 
Yeah. I almost feel like everybody's kind of just waiting, like, okay, who's going to be the next champion? Instead of, like, really relishing in. And this is nothing against Sky. It's just that the story's not there. Yeah, and they had a good story when they turned him babyface in Philly after the ladder match. And then they did the whole thing with Frankie Kazarian where he turned heel again. And it's just like, okay, now much. we're just right back where we were. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Agreed, 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 agreed. <laughs> the last bit of this MJF story uh, we should mention is Chris Jericho, who uh, put out a tweet uh, yesterday. Well, yeah, this was. I didn't yeah, see well, it. What did he say? Yeah, about 1 a.m. Uh, this morning, actually. Oh, no wonder. Uh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, for the record, at AEW is the best sports entertainment company I've ever worked for. And at Tony Khan is the best boss I've done business with. If certain talents feel they're undercompensated, maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Go elsewhere, please. You'll be begging to come back. Uh, I think that was Jericho in character. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, I, I, I as the sports this. entertainer and the jazz and all of that. Exactly. I don't think this it was, was like legit, like Chris Chris, you know? Yeah, no, this was not Chris Irvine. This was Chris Jericho, the wizard, kind of talking because the one key thing that I've I've liked with Chris Jericho, even though he's turned heel, he still keeps the same energy when it comes to FJF. He's still he still Yeah, they like have their MJF. whole beef and everything. They they have a long history. It's all a part of the work, guys. It's all a part of the magic of the wizard and the magic of this whole storyline. I thought you were gonna say the magic of the work. The magic of the work. And <laughs> What what one idea I do have, like you said, what's the end game with this whole MJF situation? I feel like they have got themselves into a scenario where, you know, CM Punk wins the AEW World Championship. And everybody's like, oh, we're going to see Summer of Punk 3.0. We had Summer of Punk in ROH. We had Summer of Punk in WWE. We have Summer of Punk in AEW. I think it's really the summer of MJF where we're going to have a situation in Chicago at All Out 2022 where CM Punk plays the role of John Cena, MJF plays the role of CM Punk, and he's going to win the AEW World Championship and hold the company hostage. And it's the cherry on top of a promo that MJF cut after Revolution when he lost in the dog collar match, where he said the next time I face CM Punk is going to be the most embarrassing loss of his career. So he beats him in Chicago. He's 3-0 and against him in Chicago. He takes the AEW World Championship and makes CM Punk the shortest reigning champion in the history of the title. And three, he takes the title from the company that brought CM Punk's love of professional wrestling back, and he threatens to bring it to the company that killed his love of professional wrestling. I feel like that's been the number one theory going around, uh, so I'm not surprised by that. And with everybody kind of like connecting the dots on that, it feels like that's a very plausible direction. And, and I've heard a, a bunch of people are like, yep, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. So I feel like... Uh, for I, I feel like it could happen. Definitely. It could happen, especially with the way that things are starting to shape up or CM Punk was the one that came out and, you know, was trying to talk to him or calm him down, etc. cetera. Uh, and again, that's somebody that they've already, you know, have started telling a story with, with CM Punk, etc. So uh, I do think that's very, very plausible. It should be very, very interesting over the next couple of weeks in AEW and professional wrestling in general.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. But we want to hear from you guys. What do you think about this whole MJF situation? What do you think about AEW with their magic of the work? Uh, <laughs> do you? Where do you think it started? Let us know. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read some of your Ultra Chats here. We got Graham Shaw with a, a Ultra Chat who says, The best idea I've seen for MJF came from at Trevor Dame saying that at Forbidden Door, it should be MJF versus Kota Ibushi in the first ever Winner Leaves Town match. <laughs> oh my God, it's pretty funny, actually. Or maybe they can do like a Freaky Friday thing where they switch places. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's really that, funny. That's the trade. It's a trade-off. A trade-off. Yeah. You have Koto Obushi for MJF. MJF would would die being in New Japan when he just cut the promo. Like, I don't pretend to think I watch New Japan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. I why? Is it because I don't pretend like your faves to watch New Japan? That was hilarious. 
a great part of that promo, indeed. Um, we also got Bit Archer, 8-Bit Archer, who's got an ultra chat here, who says, I'm a little more torn in regards MJF going forward. Max is being positioned as a rebel against the company, but MJF was more than happy to abuse his own staff mere days ago. Drama aside, we'll need to see some growth from MJF to make this land. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Like, he means, like, outside of the storyline, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. At the You you have to – he has to – That was one of the things that people were talking about, too, I remember, like, when we didn't know if he was going to show up to Double or Nothing, it was his age. He's a young guy. He, I know you look yeah. at him and you think, like, maybe he's a little bit older than he is, but he's a young guy. Like, I'm five years older than MJF. Like – I feel like a big sister slash mother practically at this point, but you forget about that. He's still a young guy. You don't know what his mentality is. You know, my 25 year old self did not think the way that I think right now. Exactly. Like when I, yeah, when I was 25, I was not thinking about, and I did not have the pressure that he has. I, no, I think that, that, no. that was kind of like, I was cruising. <laughs> <laughs> I was just no. living life. When I was 25, though, I had my first midlife crisis. Like, where? what am I going to do? I had my, my first life? midlife crisis at 16. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just had, like, this massive breakdown at 16. And I remember, like, sobbing and crying and screaming on the floor thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Because <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You never, like, freak out about what you're going to do with your life. I, I did that at 25. When I was 25, I was working for like a boat company and I was like, what am I going to do this for the rest of my life? I'm just going to ride on a boat in New York and sell you, tickets. That doesn't sound too bad. I'm riding a boat in New York. Sounds kind of nice. I might want to do that right now. No, <laughs> I sold tickets for the cruises? boat. Yeah, like I, ones. I, I I did a lot of different stuff. I did like the tour. I did tour guide for that for a while. But at that time, when I was 25, I was just selling tickets for the boat. So the only thing I would do is go from stop to stop. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything like further than that. That's what made me go like, maybe I should train to be a tour guide since I'm already on the boat. So I could spend more time on the boat. <laughs> I remember at 25, I kept thinking, oh, my God, am I going to make it? Am I ever going to make it? Am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? That's what I just kept thinking to myself. Either that or I like I was still working on my shoot jobs at that point. So I, I wasn't today. Okay, so I check my Facebook memories every day, right? Really? So 13 years ago today, or was it 13 years ago? I don't remember a couple years ago. I only had $13 and 13 cents in my bank account. It wasn't 13 years ago. It's way less than that a couple years ago. But I only had $13 and 13 cents. So just putting that out there. Hollywood. I was Going broke up. as hell, man. I was broke <laughs> as hell. I, I, I was like, yeah, at 25, I was still super broke. I, yeah, I, I was, was too. Was that's that's why I had I my midlife crisis. <laughs> well, actually, like to, up until like a year and a half ago, I was still broke. I like just recently became unbroke. And what's sad is that it's not even like I'm like, like, enjoying like money falling down from the sky hell no bro i had to pay off my debt oh it was like oh yeah you're finally getting money now pay up all the money you owe <laughs> it's hard being an adult it freaking sucks and nobody cares there's a point in your life where like mom does not gonna like help you out like that's it yeah. like you're on your own like nobody gives a damn like you broke you broke 
it, it, pretty much yeah i got my first place when i was like 21 and i was just like man i i thought i had money before i had my own place now i gotta pay for everything oh i'm done so oh my god you're lucky that you were able to get your own place at 21 you know when i got my own place like 28 29 <laughs> i couldn't well, afford it i got gifted because my dad moved from new york so he gave his oh. apartment to me. So the, sense, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Yeah, sense, I, sense. I, I wasn't in a good place. I just had enough money to pay the rent. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's sad. I I think about this more now, like life as an adult, and how if one paycheck doesn't come through, I could be on the streets. One paycheck, and I will be on the streets. Think about that. Like that's really sad. Like the cost of living is so messed up. It is. Trust me. I, I live in New York. Trust me. I know. Oh, then, things. you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> New York's freaking expensive. I went there for vacation. Oh, my God. I, I was like every time I I crossed the street, it was a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they charge you for breathing in New York. Dude, you know what I hate about New York? Please, I need to bury your town for a little bit. Please, really go quickly. ahead. Go ahead. I, I hate offer that. It. They have horrible, and I mean horrible, customer service, and they include the gratuity in their freaking, like, bill. And I'm like, no, because that's not how I roll. I, if you are a good server, if you have great hospitality, I will go above and beyond with a tip. If you are a horrible hospitality person, like, give me horrible customer service, I'll be like, you ass tip. I don't care. Like, you need to actually earn the tip. So, uh, <laughs> like, oh, in New York, they were so rude, and they were like, 20% tip. I'm like, you don't deserve 20%. Damn, you were rude as hell. Didn't even bring me a soda for, like, 30 minutes. No, so I don't like that about New York. I don't like that. I thought, like, all the customer service people were very, very rude. You don't I, get that down here. People are nice down here. I worked, I worked in customer service for a while. I actually worked in hotels, too. So I, I know that it's like when you come from outside of New York and you come to New York, when you meet someone who has good customer service, and I was one of those people, they they like they really tip you. Like if you don't include because I've never worked in like restaurants or anything like that where they put it included. I worked in like hotels where I'm like I used to book like tours for people or I used to work at the front desk and get them like a car to the airport or from the airport. And they would like tip me like 50, 100 dollars. I was like, this is where it's at because I had good customer service. But no, in general, overall, yeah, the, especially at the restaurants, they don't have good hospitality. They don't, they don't have it anywhere. It's so bad. I'm like ill. I, I will say it. hotels do. Hotels do. Cer certain hotels. Okay. Certain, okay. Certain I don't think I had enough like interactions with the hotel workers to say whether my maid was really nice. She was really nice. Like the lady who cleaned the room. She was very nice. Like yeah. she would, she would like check in with me every day. She was nice. See, see. But everybody else was not nice. <laughs> the, oh my God. The drivers are so mean too. Like all the Lyft drivers. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so like mean. They're, they they're mean. They are because they, they, they don't get paid that much. So, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we well, then it hurts their tip. The nicer they are, I will give a bigger tip if you're more generous. That's true. See, you, you heard it here first. We got any drivers watching in New York. Just remember that when Denise comes back. I highly back, doubt if it. She comes I highly back. doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> we got another ultra chat here after our, our rant about New York hospitality. Uh, Ten Ruzo, he says, uh, 
Pete looks different today. He he. Uh, Denise, like MJF, you don't uh, watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, but please watch Best of Super Juniors and the upcoming Dominion. NJPW are back, baby. I'm buzzed for AEW because the Forbidden Door and the MJF story. Love all of this. Hope Tony and MJF are good. Agreed. Agreed. Hope they're good. I, I thought you did. You did. You did watch New I Japan do. in the past. Yeah, but when their product went stale, why the hell was I going to watch it? I'm not going to watch a stale product. <laughs> Wait for it to come back. Forget to get for it to get good. And also now at this point, I'm honestly at the point now where my schedule is so busy that if it's not on my weekly checklist, I, I don't have time. I don't I legitimately do not have time. So unless I have to have to watch it, it ain't happening right now. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry, but and it's funny. You know my pet peeve? My pet peeve. Here's my pet peeve. I'm about to f- go off. Oops. <laughs> sorry. There it is. Okay, here's my pet peeve, okay? Everybody who knows me knows that I have a very, very busy schedule, okay? Like, let's be real. And I watch so many programming, like so many shows during the week. And then there's sometimes where let's say I'm not watching something and I tweet like, oh, I'm doing something else. Like for once in my life, there's always that one person, that one person on Twitter that's like, oh, my God, you're not watching this. And I'm like, I have a freaking life. Let me have a life for once. Like, damn, if I go out on a Saturday and I didn't stay home to watch the NWA, freaking sue me. Sue me. I don't care. I'm out having a life. Damn. And then, like, let's say I'm reviewing one show, right? On a weekend, people will be like, well, how come you're not talking about this show? I don't have four sets of eyes. I have two eyeballs. Damn. I could only watch so much. And there's always that one person in my Twitter comments that's like, how come you're not watching this? Oh my God. Do you know there's certain days where there's so much wrestling on TV? Like I, 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 I cannot watch everything. People go crazy. <sighs> Sorry. It's a rant of mine. But there it. are going to be days. It. There are going to be Saturdays where I'm like, no wrestling today. I'm going to go out and have a life. <laughs> And and to be fair, no one watches NWA. Uh, there's two, no, there's two nobody. Like, no one but watches NWA. Legit, I did get that. Somebody left me a comment, and they were being legit. Like they weren't even trolling. They were like, "How come you're not watching NWA?" Blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" This is what she goes. I watch what I want to watch. <laughs> Do you not get it? it Am I, I like screaming into the clouds right now? No, no, no. I, I'm a person that try. I watch a lot of wrestling. I do because for my podcast, I kind of have to because my co-hosts don't. I have to watch all the wrestling to cover everything going on. But I don't have that much time because I have I have two kids. They're two year olds. They're in their terrible two space. So trust me, I don't have time for NWA. I don't have time for NXT UK. Like they, I watch as much wrestling as possible. I watch AEW, WWE. I watch New Japan. I, like it took me a while. Shows. Yeah, there's too much. If you if you just watch those three promotions, there's way too many shows to keep up with. But you'll still get people that be like, "Oh, why are you not watching MLW? Uh, why are you not?" I'm like. What? What are we talking about? That's not even important. I like to see my family every now and then, guys. I like to watch something outside of wrestling every now and then. Damn. 
I, I, I just finished watching Stranger Things. I'm, I was too busy with that to watch NWA this week or NXT UK or MLW. Sorry. Let's be real. I could have like Sorry. a whole week off. I still ain't watching NWA. <laughs> like I could have the whole week and be bored out of my mind. I still won't tune in. <laughs> oh, it's the truth. That, that, that rant gave me gave me life. Thank you, Denise. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like people are not honest about what this job entails. It it entails a lot of watching, a, a lot of watching wrestling. And I, I've said this once. I'll say this again. I you know WWE made me become a wrestling fan. But if I wasn't paid to watch WWE, I don't know if I'll be watching that. Too often Girl, I'd be sitting here watching NXT 2.0, watching boring SmackDown where the same thing happens every week. I'd be here watching Raw live from 5 to 8. You know what I could be doing from 5 to 8 every Monday? Seriously. <laughs> well, you get, you're getting married, so you got, you got stuff to On do. On top of that. Come I know. Oh, that, seriously, that gave me life. Apologies for the rants. That was great. No, that was great. This is what the people come for. Um... <laughs> We got another ultra chat here from uh, Misha Summer, uh, who says, here's the pitch. Punk loses the belt in six months or so to super face Eddie Kingston. Then towards the end of 2023, MJF gets his run as champ and we tease him threatening to leave with the belt. Brett in 97 style. I don't know if I don't know if we want to wait that long. I don't I know I no. know that's closer to when his contract think, expires, but you gotta strike while the iron's hot with this, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because then I mean we were just talking about that with Wardlow. Yeah. You gotta like you said, strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> I like to wait. Strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> I have PTSD with irons, that's why. Oh. Long story short, I have one fat hand and one skinny hand because when I was a kid, I placed my hand on a burning iron and like my hand burnt, this hand burnt and I grew like a big old ball of like flesh. So now this hand is really skinny because I lost all that skin at a very young age and this hand is fat. Fat oh, hand and a skinny hand. Is this the first time you're saying this? On no, here? I've talked about this oh, before, okay, but you okay. can even tell on camera. Notice yeah. how this one has like a dent and you can see my bones and this one you can see a little bit more of like my meat. I don't got meat on this hand. It's all bones. If you ever touch my left hand, you will feel all my bones. My no. mom hates it. She's like, Denise, you need to be really careful with your hands. And I'm like, I think everybody should be really careful with their hands. Seriously. <laughs> we, we we got to see Denise's meat all live on air. So ladies and gentlemen, it's a good show. You can tell. <laughs> Yeah, nah, I see with the thumbs, with the thumbs especially. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this is no, yeah. this is my this is my skinny hand. This is my fat hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, like you can tell, like the meat. There's no meat on this one. No. It's just a debt. There we go. See That's that? The... Like, you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you see that? You see that? Oh. oh, I love this pod. This is the great that's the greatest pod I've ever done right here. Um <laughs> Now everybody knows I have one fat hand and one skinny hand. At normal hands, ladies and gentlemen, it's a real thing. Uh, Shelton Jackson sends us the ultra chat saying, at Forbidden Door, would you have an AEW star win the IWGP Championship gold? And if so, which star slash title and vice versa with a New Japan star winning AEW slash ROH Championship gold? 
I can definitely see them doing something with the ROH title. I don't know we would see any other title change hands. I think that would just be, I mean, it would be, it would, it would be interesting because you're like, okay, where do we go from this? Like there's, there's going to be more. So at least it gives you the intention of, okay, there's still going to be more of this collaboration. I mean, we already know there's going to be more of this collaboration or we can guess that there's going to be more of this collaboration. But if there were to see like, uh, you know, a title change hand or something like that, it it would just give you the promise, I think. Like solidify like, hey, we're actually going to be doing more of this. But I do, I hope that, and we've already seen the success of the Forbidden Door and, you know, just based off ticket sales and general interest and how people were reacting. I do hope that uh, Tony Khan does more of this with, you know, I know somebody on one show or another mentioned Impact Wrestling and doing like a collab show like that and doing more of these types of matches that, you know, one off for the night where you're like, oh, I didn't expect this match to happen. We can actually see this go down. I think seeing more of that and given the fact that these types of shows, these joint shows are pretty successful. I think they should do that. Like they should do maybe like one a year with, you know, New Japan, one a year with Impact or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, the Forbidden Door doesn't have to just be between AEW and New Japan. I would love for them to do their version of Evolution with Impact Wrestling, with their knockouts division, uh, with AEW. Give me Britt Baker versus Deanna Parazzo. Give me Tasha Steeles versus Thunder Rosa. I want to see stuff like that, especially since the women are not going to get their opportunity because New Japan doesn't have women. They need to have their own stage. It's kind of like what WWE did when they had Crown Jewel and the women couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. That's why they gave them evolution. You got to do that, AEW. So let me ask you. I'm just going to like throw a wild one out here. Let's say this time next year, just for and giggles, let's say that next year, Forbidden Door, WWE, AEW, what would you do? For, what, would oh, you, what, would, what would your reaction be? Like, let's just say okay. one day you tune into Raw and they're like, we have a big announcement. We're going to do Forbidden Door with AEW. It ain't gonna happen, but let's just say, what would you do? What would you do if? I would, I would be like, I would go to my missus and be like, what did you put in my food? Did you drug me? And what type of acid trip am I on? My jaw would be on the floor. If like Tony Khan, if Tony Khan came out on a raw stage and interrupted Cody Rhodes. Like you've been hey, talking all this trash about me. You used to and work You used to work for me, damn it. I love that. I love that. The, can you imagine? That would be so cool. That would be the coolest. I, I want to live. I want to live in this acid trip that you just put me on. Um, yeah. <laughs> we got chaos be spitting uh, with the ultra chat saying you and Denise are talking about the crisis I'm going through right now. Crying emoji. Trust oh, me. the adult stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. We have all been there, man. We have you ever been so poor you had to sell your clothes and then they didn't even give you anything for it because your clothes wasn't even worth anything. That happened to me one time. I tried to sell my clothes on those like little thrift shops. Bro, they didn't want to take any of my clothes. I made no money. I wasted money driving up there. That's the worst. That sounds like an episode I think they did of uh, Flavor of Love. Or was it uh, <laughs> Charm School? Charm School no did idea. that one time. That, oh my god, you don't know these cl- This is classic reality television, Denise. I don't watch reality TV. Why not? Because I don't like it. I'm above that. I only watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't watch reality is TV. Above reality television. It is. You know what? I see. I see reality TV fans, and I'm like, ew. Like, I give my mom so much crap. I'm like, why do you waste your time watching that? She's like, oh my god, it's, it's so good. Yes. She watches everything, and I'm like, I, I, I tell her this. Why would I watch somebody else living their life? Like, who does that? <laughs> I've stopped and you from- cannot compare wrestling, okay? Because what do you get on these housewife shows? All these homegirls just yelling at each other, being all dramatic. Okay, you don't see anybody doing no sort of freaking... I don't see no Canadian destroyers on The Real Housewives. You you haven't been watching all the right episodes. Oh, my Come God, on. no. I tried watching that 90 Day Fiance thing. That's oh the my best God. one. Don't, I felt no, my I brain going on any- fire. Any 90 day slander, if you talk any slander, it's horrible. It's trash. It's garbage and it melts your brain. And I watch Monday Night Raw every week. (laughs) It's horrible. 90 day fiance greater than Monday Night Raw. Oh, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. I watched one episode and some girl went to like some third world country and she was like having a meltdown. I was like, homegirl, ain't no man worth this. But it was horrible. It was horrible. I cannot sit there and watch these shows like my mom watches Sister Wives. And I just know that that would not fly with me because I'd kill all them girls. I'd be like, nah, he's mine. (laughs) See, you're you're putting this. My missus stopped watching wrestling because she just can't get into the current stuff. She'll watch like old school stuff with me. But the how we come together is re, it's trash reality television. We just started watching Are You the One? Thanks to Jeremy Lambert. And I, the is this dro- like love, love after lockdown? Oh God, I hate all these shows. <laughs> They're all horrible. They're all horrible. They're all trash. All of them. Yes, trash reality. It's entertainment. It's entertainment, people. Um, Ten oh. Russo with an ultra chat here saying it's great being in Australia where uh, the minimum wage is good and we don't have tipping. America, you're, you're whack as hell in so many ways. <laughs> what upcoming shows are you looking forward to the most? Happy I could get your vent on, uh, Denise Ha. Abushi, please come back. Great stuff there. Great stuff. What what shows are you looking forward to? Like TV show? shows or wrestling shows? Uh, I think he, I think he means wrestling show because this Ultra Chat came in before we went on a reality. Oh well, this month what do we got? We got Triple Mania happening. We got Forbidden Door happening. Slammiversary. Oh, there's a lot going on. Slammiversary. Hell in a Cell. I just realized I looked at my calendar and I was like, what? Oh, that's happening this month. There's not a free, especially if you do watch New Japan, you got Dominion next week. There's not a free week from June to July, I don't think, yeah. because now they they just announced, Fightful did the report that ROH is having a pay-per-view in July. In July. So, yeah, there's, there's shows galore the next couple of months. Yeah, there's a lot happening. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm also looking to the, I'm looking forward to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No, I'm not. If you ever see me watching any of their shows, I'm on drugs. That's going to be the indicator. She's on drugs. Someone help her. Like, like something, something's wrong. When Denise tweets about, about reality television, you know someone has hacked into her account. Unless it's reality competition. Have. If it's a competition show, I love the those. challenge. I watch all of Do them. Do you watch the challenge? No, but I watch like, I sometimes watch like The Voice. I like all the cooking shows, like those types of shows, like those reality competition no, shows. No, you want real competition. You got to watch the challenge. No, I don't want to watch yeah. the challenge. Come I don't on. like shows that everybody's talking about. Like if everybody's talking about it, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Fair, fair. That's I, I, and I heard like, a bunch of people talking about it at one point, And so now I don't want to watch it. <laughs> 
respect i respect you for that because i would i was that type of way with like game of thrones and and i tried watching game of thrones but i got kind of grossed out when i was watching it i was like i'm not watching this i was like i was like nah people it's too popular i'm not gonna watch it um slam and sammy joe one of our uh elite good eggs from our uh, our wrestling daily days saying denise oscuro burying your hometown sp3 getting that cheap heat she is clearly true heel material much love yes denise is one of the biggest heels in the in the wrestling media business i will say yeah i respect i'm not denying it it. She's like, yeah, I accept this. I accept it. <laughs> and then we got one final ultra chat here say from Legit Thunderboss. Oh no, Legit Underboss saying if they were smart, they were was smart, would send MJF to Hell in a Cell and sit in the crowd. Oh God, that'd be really funny. I love that. I love that. I would mark out if I saw MJF. I said, I said the thing to do is have MJF beat CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. And then the next Wednesday on Dynamite, he doesn't show up the entire show. You have Punk come out saying he's all angry for losing the title. And then we see on the video screen, MJF cutting a promo with the AEW World Championship. And then they pan out. And he's standing in front of WWE headquarters. You that just blurred this. I mentioned yesterday, not with the bout, but just like in general, like oh, like have him in front of, like you know, have him there and be like, oh, you know, doing something. I don't know anything. Exactly. Exactly. See, we tourists, we think alike. We don't agree on reality like, television. But I was gonna say, good. I feel like a lot of people have already thought about this. <laughs> we're, we're saying the general the general thoughts of the community okay that's what, that's what people come here for but yes that is all for our ultra chats all for this edition of the magazine podcast denise this was a privilege to be here with holiday ho- hollywood holiday holiday <laughs> holiday hollywood salcedo <laughs> thank you so much anything that you want to plug before we sign off Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'll be doing a Hell in a Cell watch along. So if you're tired of all those British boys, come hang out with me. Hey, we we also do a watch along over on True Hill Heat. I'll be there in about five minutes to preview Hell in a Cell. I'll be there with Romeo as well as Lily from Fightful Overbooks Grappy Hour. So check me out over there, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Thank you, Denise. It was awesome being here. Denise P3 is in the place to be. Goodbye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.